everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomplune, and I'm your host. Today, I'm coming at you with session number 66, and man, today's story is one powerful one. I've got Marshawn Feltis on the show. I'd like to give a big shout out to my friend Jeremy Falk, who made the connection on this one. Uh, Marshawn's got a really, 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 really rad story. He was incarcerated for quite a while, and he was introduced to yoga while he was incarcerated. And he starts to talk about how it immediately changed his life and how he realized that yoga was not just for certain people, but actually for everybody. Um, So since he's uh, left um, incarceration, he's now started his own yoga studio in the south side of Chicago, which is serving a really, really, really big underserved community. Um, He's doing so much good. He's helping a lot of people out. And it's been such a pleasure and an honor to have him on today's show. So uh, thanks again, Marshawn, for coming on, man. Such a man, such a great and powerful, powerful, powerful story. And guys, make sure you check out Ohm Apparel. They're a men's movement-based apparel company, and they really got us covered from everything, including like yoga pants and just trousers shorts, tops, vest, hoodies, backpacks. They really got everything just built for us. Um, I've got a couple things that I love on there. One of them is specifically the Dharma pants. I wear them like at home. I wear them on the mat. I wear them on the go. I wear them at the airport. I wear them everywhere because they're the most comfortable pants I've ever worn. The other thing I really like about this brand is a lot of their clothes are all eco-friendly and I'm totally down with that. So if you want to go check them out, check them out. And if you use the code Danny15, that's D-A-N-N-I 15, you'll get 15% off on your entire order. So go check out Ohm Apparel. This session would not be possible without your love and support. So please, please, please head over to iTunes and leave us a quick review. It just really helps the show gain a little more traction and it lets more people know about the show. So if you can please head over there and give us a little love, that would be super, super, super awesome. Without further ado, here comes session number 66. Marshawn Feltas, man, you got a story. (laughs) Yeah, I'm living it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 one hell of a story. I'm I'm super glad that Jeremy uh, Jeremy Folk, you know, he he did the Libby tour and and got to chat with you and got to know you a little bit better. But he, we were talking and he's like, you got to interview this guy. He's insane and amazing and super. Just I, I just and then I read up about you and I was like, I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. I I, uh, I really appreciate. Um, those that hear my story and can extract from it, you know, what I feel like is the most impactful part of it, rather than looking at it and saying, ah, you know, here again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. You can always, based on, you can always, you can always focus on the, uh, the, the, the bits and pieces, but really it's about how it helps others. Right. So let's dive on in, man. I know you've got a lot going on. You're still in Chicago. Yes. Born and raised. I'm a concrete baby. That's me. <laughs> I've never, ever, ever heard that before. <laughs> yeah. 
So you've got uh, you've got right now you've you're starting you're you're opening up a yoga studio out there if I'm not mistaken right Can you tell me a little bit more about it Yeah, we've been open for a handful of years now, and uh, we we're the first yoga studio in our community. There's been yoga programs, but we're the first yoga studio um, technically in the Austin area of Chicago. Mm. And it's a it's an underserved community, I think. Oh, yeah? definitely in many ways. How are you seeing this? Like, I mean, one, how is it received by your community and how are you see it impacting them directly? Well, that's, uh, hmm, that's a bit complex. Were people like when, yeah, when you first got there, were people like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, I mean, so you're, you're looking at um, people that have probably in any way, much like myself, you know, I had only seen pictures of uh, yoga, didn't really understand or know what it was. And in all honesty, I kind of thought that yoga was for, you know, petite white women. Like I thought golf was for older white men because that was the image in which I seen. So trying to um, educate people in the community on the benefits of yoga and how it could prosper them uh, has been a, it's been an upcline. I can imagine, you know, I'm from, um, I'm from East LA. And so it's, it's definitely an underserved, uh, very heavily Latino, um, community. And, and I could, I, I, I can only understand like what, when back in the day, if someone was to try to introduce me to it before I got into it, I would have been like, what are you talking about? I don't have, I don't have time to worry about this. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to eat together today. <laughs> my you know? thoughts exactly. I was like, yoga, man, get out of <laughs> my face. I ain't trying to, you know. That was my thoughts originally, but uh, I'm so thankful that that introduction weighed on me enough for me to stay involved in it. And uh, it's been 10 plus years and I just see it as a lifelong commitment. I agree. I mean, it's and it's hard. Like, I think what people forget is it's really hard to try to focus on spirituality or on self-care when really you're trying to figure out how you're going to stretch your food stamps out and how you're going to try to, you know, you know, get, get by the next few days or, you know, what, whatever it is like your, your, your problem load is not like, Oh, I'm going to go to yoga and really focus on my mind. It's how am I going to get through today? How do I survive today or, or whatever it is until, you know, you have somebody that introduces it to introduces it to you and, and shows you that that actually kind of alleviates some of the other tensions or it can, it's, it's a tool and a technique to alleviate the other tensions. It was, I, I mean, for your life, for sure. And definitely, you know, for, for mine, I know that I would be on a way different path if it wasn't for, for yoga. True that. And, and so that's the thing of trying to not so much teach people um, more than to, show people where this can enhance the quality of their life. It doesn't omit anything, but it can greatly enhance. And so it encompasses mental, physical, and spiritual. And whereas to some people practice as a luxury, uh, many of the people that I know, including myself, practice as a necessity. Uh, and so in times where people struggle to bring balance into their life, having a consistent practice is a thing that, can be relied on so that, you know, you're, you're progressing instead of becoming stagnant or digressing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's not going to, it doesn't make your problems go away, but the practice of, you know, the physical discipline and the mental discipline can, you know, make the, the power of being non-reactive that much stronger. And that then translates into, you know, at the end of the day, the poses are poses. I say this a lot, you know, but the, it's the mental benefits that you get from it, the knowing how to explore and, and inquire and critical think that makes everyday life choices maybe a bit easier or you can finesse the decisions that you make because yeah, of that. I, I, I want to say that it's uh it's a bit more inclusive to well even beyond that it's 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 experiential based on who's practicing you know there are some people that come to class and they find it very difficult to sit still and meditate but they they thoroughly enjoy and receive all the benefits of the uh, physical um, movements and mm-hmm. it's vice versa for some other people, you know? And so the, uh, the goal is to expose them to different techniques uh, that could help them. You know, when I'm in the jail teaching uh, one of the, one of the things that the guys say that helps them out the most is that I give them multiple styles for dealing with um dealing with the noise around them and, and the chaos at times. And so mm-hmm. my style has been to use from experience multiple styles of meditation so that they have more than just one avenue. They can use uh, several and hopefully that which has proven to work for them, it works well. Yes. So the studio now has been, has been up and running. And I know you shared earlier, you know, when you first got there, people were like, what? you know, what is this and how's it going? And, and now it's, it sounds like it's, it's going and it's doing its thing. What have you seen in your community? Like how, how has it directly impacted these people's, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, for sure, but how have, what at you as a teacher and you as a facilitator and, and running this program and, and, you know, uh, nourishing your community, like what have you, what were the first impacts that you saw and, and, and what are the impacts that you still continue to see? So some of the first, um, impact is like the it's like shock and awe you know people come in and they're a bit skeptical but it's a familiar thing to me because I started that way as well uh and then to just kind of see people begin to relax and to absorb uh it's it's profound for me uh because again it's something that I experienced and know and for now to be able to share share with people um that impact is trending you know I, my membership is um, is very competitive in price. Um, well, in the sense that, you know, I set it up based on people's ability to be there more than just sticking a package in front of them and say, hey, whether win, lose or draw, right. you're you're dedicated to this. Um, most of the time. I find that I'm doing more yoga out of the studio than I am inside the studio. Yeah. Uh, and especially okay. the guys in the neighborhood, you know, they'll have uh, the, for instance, kind of uh, uh, questions. They'll say, hey, you know, one of my friends said that, man, you know, this yoga thing, man, it could help you out with your back, you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I could show you a couple of things, if, you know. And next thing you know, we're on a street corner, you know, doing a few stretches. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, that's yeah, that's that's pretty decent there. Yeah. And those type of guys, you know, uh, are rare to come to the studio. But anytime I can get the opportunity to mix it up with some guys out on the street, 
uh, again, it's it's all forms of helping to market um, not just the business, but a lifestyle that, you know, people need to be exposed to to bring balance to their life. I always like to say, like, you know, when people come in with like an injury or they want to come in to do handstands or inversions or whatever, it's like the gateway drug into yoga. (laughs) It's how they start. You know what I mean? It's always a physical thing. And then it just they're like, oh, and this actually makes my mind feel good. And oh, whoa, I can actually listen to my breath. And oh, here comes self-inquiry and everything else that goes with it, you know. But it always starts with like a physical movement. So and and that's true. Uh, A lot of the guys in the jail uh, are. a first skeptical and then you can see the transformation It's it's man. It, it looks really good to see people absorbing uh, the things that you're putting for them. You know, it, I often look at it in a sense of like what our parents desired for us to kind of do and be. And as we're living some of the um, values that they've instilled in us, that sense of satisfaction that they have mm-hmm. um, by looking at, you know, what they've yeah. taught us and what our life is becoming. And so when I see these guys, uh, no matter what, there's guys that's facing one or two murders. There's guys that's facing uh, petty theft. No matter what it is, um, all walks of life are pretty much a melting pot because at the end of the day, you are, you're responsible for your mental, physical, and spiritual progression. And so, again, this is something that I wholly believe is, uh, is a tool to help you. And that's why I'm committed. How do you get the people in that you know need it most and, and that they're, they are skeptical about it, you know, that they, they're, they're not ready to hear it, you know, like how do you, how do you then sprinkle it in to get them? Because I mean, I, I mean, everybody needs this practice. You, you know that I know that everybody needs this practice and not just for the physical benefits, but again, all the other things that we talked about, but for the people that are, you know, they're pushing away, like what, what do you do to then nurture and foster that? Cause you know, it's going to, you can tell as a teacher, I mean, at least I can't where I'm like, this person needs class. Genuine dialogue. You know, I, I can't credit anything else other than uh, genuine dialogue to start a conversation with people, you know, through conversating um, people open up when they feel that the conversation is genuine and they'll, you know, just kind of give you certain things uh, about themselves. Uh, if you're strategic enough to just kind of keep the conversation pointed in a direction that you're extracting or trying to pull some of the issues of life out of the people so that you can show them the benefits that you um, that you have for them. That's that's been the one consistent thing that has worked well for me is just to talk with people and, and try to understand them as a person more than try to pitch something to them. Um, because if I was to pitch it from a business perspective to say, well, yes, you know, you should come to yoga. You should come to this class because it does this, 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 and this. Yeah. Well, I can't make it to your class and I don't have no money. Then I've lost. Right. But if I talk to them and show them the value of things yeah. that they can do while standing in the grocery store, things they can do while riding in a car or at home, in school, doctor's office, then that's a bigger draw than to try to get them somewhere that they may not be ready for yet. But it's, again, been proven that, you know, these techniques and things that I show people um a lot of people have found me out instead of me having to follow up with them. It's, it's been people finding me out. 
when you first I'll kind of backtrack a little bit like when you first got introduced to this what was your first yoga class and what was your ex- your experience being in their shoes you know because you now you've been doing this for 10 years but i'm sure when you walked into it you were just like uh, what was your experience like so i was incarcerated and i had been so for uh well over 15 years and i was predominantly a power lifter I was a power lifter, you know, and it was more of a testosterone kind of power lifter where I just wanted to be able to put a house on top of a weight bar and throw it. <laughs> you know, I just felt like, if, you know, if I could stack two cars onto a, a bar, then, you know, I could, I could push that out of my way. But uh, all of the injuries that came and, and you know, there was a right. guy that came in and he was persistent about getting the yoga class started. And I thought this guy was clean out of his mind. I'm like, who is this dude thinking he's going to come in here and start a what kind of class? Uh, but long story short, uh, I eventually, yeah, like, what is this, man? Come on, dude, find some business somewhere, right? Uh, but eventually I, uh, uh, I, I took his class. And uh, honest to God, my first yoga class was in a multi-purpose room with a crumpled carpet that was glued so tight to the floor that even the glue was gone and just the fibers of the carpet and on the concrete was all that was left. And we didn't know, I didn't know anything about yoga mats, but you know, we, you, we spaced out our sections with, with uh, bath towels, which were as thin as the carpet that was on the floor. So we really had (laughs) nothing. It was just a placeholder really. Sounds like you guys were at like the Ritz. <laughs> right. The the Ritz of uh, IDOC. Yeah. And so um, they started with the asanas and uh, Eagle Arms, I think, was one. of You know, we reached up. We stood from mountain pose and then we um, put our hands up tall. And I just remember that that first sequence of put stretching my arms as high as I could get them. They didn't go all the way up. But and then moving in from there into eagle arms. And I just thought that that was just, man, that was the life. I was like, you know, I've oftentimes said this as well, that if yoga was a woman, I would have married her, you know? <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, totally. That deep for me. I mean, just the sensation in the body of feeling the relief. You know, I had been pumping iron so long that um, I just, man, I was used to that. I was used to being tight. Uh, I was, you know, tolerating and dealing with uh, my injuries, uh, didn't want to take time off. Just a whole kind of bravado, male kind of ego of lifting weights. I look good, so that's all that mattered to me. Uh, right. But then to take on something um, that was so simple, you know, just using my own body weight, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And I was, after the first class, I was so content, so happy that I couldn't wait to get back into a class. And in a short period of time, I started to notice the benefits, whereas there was times where I couldn't sleep through a whole night. I found myself now sleeping through the whole night. Um, The pain that I would feel from, you know, like doing squats or walking upstairs. uh, I noticed that, you know, that the pain started to go away. Uh, And then just the clarity, I, I would sit and focus and be intent on a conversation, whereas to other times I would be like, Hey, come on, get to the point. I got to go. I got something to do. You know, I was actually right, yeah. taking my time becoming what I know now is more patient, but those kind of, you know, subtle, 
uh, benefits that we could all use um, is something that I find myself having to come back to because if you don't practice, uh, you know that you start to lose. And so uh, there's always something that reminds me to come back to my my first love of yoga, and that's to keep practicing uh, as often as I can. One of my good friends, uh, he's a teacher here in the city, Pete. He, I, I'll never forget. I took his class one day and he's like, I haven't seen you guys in a little bit, you know, da, 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 da. And he was like, the good thing about yoga is he's like, if you, no matter when you, when you're done, you're done. And when you're ready to come back, it welcomes you with open arms. And, and I just, that to me was like so profound. I was like, it's so true. It doesn't judge you. It doesn't say, where were you or any of that? It's just like, okay, you ready again? Let's do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's infant like in that way that, um, you, it's like a baby, you know, you have a newborn, uh, the baby doesn't mind too much. It just wants your company and, you know, mm-hmm. it will give you a few, uh, and a few, ah, and then, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's infant like in that way that it gives you these reminders of, uh, unconditional, Hey, I want to be here for you, you know, and, and that's, that's real. Have you started to train any teachers now in, in the way that you're in, in in your style and also in the community to also help serve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, uh, Akiyoga has three, well, two full-time instructors and one wow. That's awesome. partner. And so I'm trying to get more into uh, the teacher training and developing a uh, teacher's prerequisite course. You know, it's like, what do I need to teach? Oftentimes um, people ask me like, you know, what's it like teaching in urban area or, you know, in, in, on the, in Chicago uh, with so much violence and so many, you know, so many things contending with uh, life. And it's like, well, there is, there is a structure and a strategy. And so those things are um, techniques that I want to be able to show people, but you know, it's, I still think that coming from your own personal practice is probably going to be the most sincerest and the most genuine that you can do. Of course, you'll need, um, you know, some of the curriculums and things to help support you in that, but uh, to keep people safe and to keep them progressive. But for the most part, I just think that, um, you know, from your own set of your own set of standards, you know, it's that's your that's where your base is going to come from. Yeah, your practice is your biggest teacher. I mean, you can go and study with anyone you want, but at the end of the day, if you're not implementing and experiencing that in both a mental, physical, and emotional way, you're not going to be able to speak to exactly. it. Exactly. You know, it's it's a doctor that, you know, doesn't practice his own remedies. It's, you know, you got to look at him and question like, well, why are you telling me this? You know, so, <laughs> and you know the statistic yeah. is that doctors are sicker right. than their patients you know, too. Like, what kind of doctor are you again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you when you started a transition, you know, from like, OK, physical movement and then, you know, whenever you started your journey to to the teachings, what was that like for you and how were you introduced to the teachings? It was different. You know, I was raised um, I was raised in a Baptist church. Um, and so my values, um, my moral values in that sense. Uh, came from the biblical perspective. I call myself a recovering Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> recovering, okay. Uh, so now as I start to take on more um, of, you know, like the eight limbs and uh, the chakras and, you know, just a broader understanding of what it means to be um, 
a threefold being uh, to bring balance respectfully to um, your spiritual, mental, and physical, um, because where there's unbalanced, then there's dis-ease, and that dis-ease, uh, we see many dysfunctions come to the body um, by way of that. And so um, I was happy to start a, a broader understanding that gave me um, that gave me a kickstand in life to look at like, wow, this is, uh, this is awesome, you know, cause you, I was focused primarily just on the physical, you know, I would throw up a in trouble prayer, like, man, God, if you get me out of this here, I promise I won't do that again. You know, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> to kind of come to an understanding like, you know, Hey, this is, this is the great I am. And so mm-hmm. I want to have a relationship, uh, that's a continuum more than just, dip in when I need something or get me out of this here. And so right. all of these things coming to me uh, has grown me in a way and it's constantly growing me that, you know, um, I'm, I'm living it as, as, uh, as it's happening and I, I really enjoy it. I, you know, one of the, well, the biggest takeaways when, you know, I, I was always, you know, again, like growing up really Catholic and, you know, like as you, as I got older, I just strayed away from that because it was just shoved down my throat so much, you know, and like you either, you were a sinner or you were a good person and that was it. There was no like space for in between, you know, and then you had to go tell somebody your problems. It just, it didn't work for me. And as I, as I started to dip into yoga, I was like, well, is this like religious and, you know, uneducated about it. And I remember reading the Gita and I remember when, you know, Krishna is, Arjuna is like, you know, well, what, what, well, what is all this? And, and Krishna was like, well, I don't have a word. There was no word for God. It was, it was exactly, as you said, it was the great you, you know, is like the best version of yourself, basically that whatever, whatever it is that you want to call it, or you want it to be or whatever, it's the same thing, but it is the greatest version of you. And that to me was like, oh, I get it. This has no, like, I, you know, there is no, you have to follow this set sequence and, and do these things to become enlightened or whatever. It's, you just try, you just do the best with what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, wisdom being the principal thing is, you know, you're, you're looking at how to uh, be led in life and that comes through your, your spiritual connection. Uh, and so there's a lot of times controversy um, especially in the black community about should black people um, do yoga, especially if they're Christians. And, you know, sometimes I guess I piss people off with saying, well, Jesus was a yogi, you know, I mean, yeah, in the truest sense, you know, and so it's, it's, it's a walk of life, you know, whatever walk of life that you come from uh, through your faith, it doesn't, detract from it you know there's muslims that practice yoga there's buddhists and oh we can run down all of them you know so for anybody that has uh a high level of concern my my simplest form of explaining it is you can go into any type of restaurant you know let's take an italian restaurant you go in and have a great italian meal or even if it was bad when you come out of that restaurant you are no more italian than when you went in (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. The, the, you had an experience and it's the same thing in yoga. You're going to have an experience and you get to decide what that is, how that's defined for you and not the other way around. And, and if it is the other way around, then again, that's all the more reason that you need to take on um, 
some more responsibility to look at what your life, the value of your life and how you're going to lead it. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to pick up anyone else's pieces. You just get to make it your own and see what's going to, you know, what's going to actually resonate with you. And whether that's one of the eight limbs or whether that's the chakra system or whatever, that's the beauty of it is there's so much there to explore. Sure. Absolutely. Marshall, man, I, I I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to, to talk on the show today and, and share your story. And I think what you're doing out there in Chicago is absolutely amazing. Like, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think everybody, uh, specifically, you know, underserved community needs these tools and techniques just to, you know, there's there's a sense of hope in it. There's a sense of strength in it, you know, but also just a sense of ease in, in like you said, you know, getting rid of the dis-ease and, and, and finding that that path that you can walk on freely. I just appreciate all your wisdom and, and again, taking the time out and sharing with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This, uh, this has um, been a great experience. And so I'm looking forward to uh, just kind of keeping it going and, and building and, you know, letting, letting the great I am lead me into whatever arena it is that I need to be in. You, you got this, man. And, and again, we, we're all here to support it. <laughs> we're, we're all here for it. <laughs> Thank you so much, my brother. All right, Marshawn. We'll talk to you soon. Until the next Yogi Misfit session, this is Danny and Marshawn saying peace, peace. out. Peace.